Hi, welcome to Inner Style, presented by Stellaire, a new virtual stylist app now available in the Apple and Android store. I'm your host, Allie, one of the co-founders, and I'm here to introduce a new and holistic approach to fashion and style. During the podcast, we'll have a chance to chat with various fashion professionals, ranging from celebrity stylists in LA to some of the top VIP personal shoppers in New York. We'll expose their insider knowledge of the fashion industry and learn tips and tricks for dressing creatively for any occasion. We'll also learn how to develop a unique sense of personal style, simplify the wardrobe, and save money in the process. During the interview, feel free to go to the App Store and download the Stellar app now, and you'll have a chance to upload all of your clothing items into your digital closet, and by the end of the show, you can begin creating new looks, receiving suggestions for any occasion, and also flipping through new ideas from our virtual stylist. I'm so excited for today's guest. We have Flani Inlander. She's a personal stylist and owner of Real Life Style. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You have an impressive background and resume for personal styling and also speaking events for corporate style. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into this world. Take us through the journey. Sure. I feel like my story is actually a little bit unusual. Most people come to personal styling after they've worked in retail, um, or something fashion related like that. And I always knew I wanted to be a personal stylist, but it didn't really exist when I was in college and looking around. Um, At one point, I picked up a Harper's Bazaar on someone's coffee table and opened up to the exact business I thought I was going to need to start myself, the first luxury personal styling firm in New York City, and they are called Visual Therapy. They are still around, very successful. And the short version of the story is I stalked them until they hired me as an unpaid intern for the summer. And that was the summer before my senior year. So I did an internship for credit for them that I needed to do for school anyway. And then they hired me part-time for the school year. And then I ended up staying with them full-time for six years after graduation. Oh, wow. That's impressive. I don't know anyone that works for them. I know they're huge um, and they're nationwide now. And so what was it like back then when maybe the public is less familiar with personal styling? Was it hard working with people? Like, What was the dynamic like? Well, I didn't really have... an. In New York, there really wasn't an issue of people not understanding it because in New York, people are used to hiring services and, you know, they're used to having editorial stylists around. It it wasn't that big of a stretch. I mean, it took definitely was a struggle and took a while to grow the business. I really do think they invented the term personal stylist, or at least Stephen Gann did when he wrote the first article about them for Harper's Bazaar. Uh, It was actually when I I started my business in New York, and when I moved my business to D.C., it was very tough sell. It was before Michelle Obama, and people would look at me like, you're a hairstylist? They didn't understand Mm -hmm. at all. So in New York, not a stretch. D.C., it was definitely an uphill battle when I first got here. Very interesting. So was it a lot of networking and just try to kind of get the word out there? And I know you have a seminar about improving your power in the workplace. I think that's fascinating. And I think 
that's probably very relevant too in DC where it's very corporate and a little bit more professional. So was that one of like the points of sell is uh, style in the workplace? You know, you would think it would be, but it actually wasn't at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I developed Wear Your Power about a year ago. And that was after having been in the DC market um, pretty full time for six years. And it took me that long to really find something that I thought could target all different kinds of workplaces in DC and you know different age groups, different salaries. But when I first got here, personal styling was such a foreign concept to people that a lot of the way I got business was just by meeting people, like meeting someone at a dinner party and saying, this is what I do. And they're like, oh, I need that. And I don't know anyone else who does that. Or somebody had heard of it, but it seemed like this thing that they couldn't afford or was only for celebrities or they were really intimidated. And then they would meet me and they'd be like, oh, you're normal. You know, you're not going to judge me. Okay, I can do this. Uh, But my blog definitely helps because people can get to know me and know that I'm not, you know, judgmental um, or elitist and that I really help everybody and really get to know my point of view. So my blog has been huge in helping a new market get to know me. Yeah, I think that's always a great starting point when someone just wants to be introduced to you and understand where you're coming from and what you may recommend to your clients. So I think that's a great entry point for hiring you. What would you say for people that are possibly considering hiring a personal stylist or just re-examining their wardrobe, maybe they're entering a new industry or career. What are a couple beginning steps we can do to reevaluate our wardrobe and move towards the direction we want to go? So I think people, the number one thing that people do not do enough of that would solve a lot of their problems is to try on everything in their closet and make what stays in their closet only things that work for them. So many people keep clothes in, you know, four sizes in their closet. And, you know, sure, we all vacillate between maybe two sizes, but you don't need four sizes and you don't need your maternity clothes or, you know, you don't need everything. You don't need your clothes from high school and college. (laughs) (laughs) So just continually editing your wardrobe um, and looking at what's in your closet with a critical eye, not just leaving something on here because it's already there. Mm -hmm. And just to keep shopping. I mean, that really is my number one piece of advice for people. Um, I find that people tend to give up and they're staring at these clothes in their closet that are too small or too big. And they're like, well, I'm in between, so I don't want to shop. And it's like, just go shopping, go to H&M, go to Uniglow. It doesn't have cost a lot of money. Like one new top is so much cheaper than therapy and will get you so much farther. Yeah, that's so true. And I think too, like you said, by starting first with re-examining your wardrobe and trying things on, you can kind of get a sense of what's left over, what's your core wardrobe. And then it's easier almost to shop from there because it's top of mind. Oh yeah, those trousers fit great. Let me look for a top I can wear with them versus just going out and blindly trying things or kind of like, you know, like you said, being frustrated and maybe just giving up and not knowing where to turn. So I think that's a great first step. And it also feels better to detox the wardrobe and start from a really good place of, okay, I know what I have. It looks good on me. It fits well. And then to move in that direction. What do you find 
most common in terms of dressing for the workplace? Are there any barriers or blocks? I know a lot of people just feel like they have to fit this uniform that everyone else is wearing, which can be challenging. And maybe you're starting out, you don't have the money to invest in a good suit. What advice would you give to someone who's starting a new job that kind of doesn't know where to go with their style? I think you need to have your basic, well-fitting pieces Mm -hmm. covered first and then mix in a few fun things. I think people get trapped into thinking they have to have so many outfits. But I did a blog post once for a website where I think it was like 10 items and it got you through two weeks of work and nobody could tell you were wearing the same thing every day. I mean, really, nobody notices what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. So it's better to buy fewer, more well-fitting pieces that will last you. And then you can, you know, mix in a few inexpensive tops. Our our favorite top right now at Real Life Style costs $15 at Uniqlo. Oh, wow. I love that brand, the store. They have the best basics and they're really high quality. I agree. I agree. They sell so much that they can get the price down with great quality. I was just going to say, and they always have sales. It's always um, so affordable. And also I still have some pieces from like years ago that have held up over time and I wear them all the time and they always look like this, the material is great. So I think that's a that's a great piece of advice for people. Yeah, I'm actually sitting here in my favorite $20 Uniqlo pants that I get so many compliments on. People stop me in the street to ask me where they're from. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love when you can find those core pieces that they just hold up. I remember like 10 years ago when I started working corporate fashion in New York, I bought a pair of trousers from H&M on Fifth Avenue for, I don't know, on sale and they have lasted. I still wear them and they look great and they fit great. I actually had them cropped to sort of like fit me better, but it's amazing how at some of these stores you don't think, but Mm -hmm. there's great pieces that are maybe copied from, you know, a high-end designer, but if it fits you and looks good, I think that's going to carry you. So do you have any advice around traveling and packing less? And for me, I kind of have the same 10 items I wear all the time. But in terms of, of packing and traveling, like how else can we learn to merchandise what's in our wardrobe to create multiple looks out of the same 10 pieces, for example? Well, I actually just did a packing blog a few weeks ago Amazing. that I got a ton of response on. And really, all it was is that I had to go to New York three times in three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, in May. And (laughs) I was always the most stressful part of traveling for me is packing because I see a lot of the same people. And I don't want to look like I'm wearing the same thing every day or every trip. You know, Um, some people, you know, go on different business trips to different places. I'm always going to New York. I'm always seeing the same salespeople. (laughs) I see a lot of the same clients. Um, So I really have to mix it up. Um, but it makes it hard. So for each trip, I chose one topper piece, a blazer, um, a leather jacket, and mixed and matched with that the entire trip. So my suitcase was practically empty. I wore each trip was three days. I wore the same pair of shoes the whole time. I wore the same topper. I wore one pair of pants twice. And then I had a fresh top, you know, and of course, undergarments for every day. So I was able to pack like one pair of pants, two tops, 
like pajamas and underwear and everything. I was done for three days, which is good because when I go to New York, I pack a ton of merchandise for clients usually. Yeah, good point. (laughs) So there's not really much room for my stuff. So it's not that I didn't still have my rolling suitcase, but there was more room for my client stuff. That's so impressive. I love that. And that creates peace of mind too, because it's like you're going into it, you know, everything works together. It looks good. You don't have to think about it. You put it on, it sort of serves as a a uniform. Right. Well, that that was exactly the idea. It was all peace of mind because it's like every time I was traveling, you know, I'm also, I have two young kids and a husband. So I am prepping things for them for me to be gone for three days. The last thing I want to do is think, okay, now I have to pick out three complete great outfits. So instead, it really was more like one outfit with variations. That's so smart. That's a great way to go into it. A great mentality of, okay, this is the core. And then how is this going to vary from day to night or slightly every day? I think that speaks a lot to to finding investment pieces that last over time you're really proud of and that can also work with multiple things in your wardrobe. What would you say is um, maybe your top investment piece that you wear or that you feel everyone should have in their closet? I would say a pair of good-looking walkable shoes that are appropriate to, you know, whatever you wear most. Um, You know, if that's a pump, if that's a loafer or a flat, if that's a sandal in the summer, really make the effort to find something that looks good and is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's happy or nice when their feet hurt. I know. (laughs) There's really no reason for it. Exactly. And I think a lot of people just kind of give up too soon. And Mm -hmm. that I would say one of my biggest fashion pet peeves really is when someone has a great outfit on and then they totally ruin it with the shoes. Yeah. Um, You don't have to buy ugly shoes. Even do you know who has the cutest, coolest shoes right now? Clark's. Oh my gosh. Yes, I know. I swear. I've like randomly stumbled upon that looking for like slides or loafers online and then it keeps coming up and it's like, wow, I need to rethink this brand because it used to be sort of like the comfort working uh, like waitress shoe, but now... (laughs) They still have all that stuff, but they also, in the front of the store, they have a small section of majorly fashionable shoes. Wow. Amazing fashionable shoes. We have a client who wears, you know, very high fashion, you know, Prada, Celine type of shoes. And she needed a great like um, platform sandal for summer. And we bought it at Clark's because she also wanted it to be comfortable. She has a little girl she needs to run after and go to the park, but she is so fashionable. She does not want to, you know, sacrifice her style at any point and she really doesn't have to. That's incredible. And they were like $125 or something. Yeah. I feel like that's the perfect price point for an investment shoe that you can wear all the time. That's also comfortable because it's sort of like nice enough. Well, you can resole them and they still look great, but then you're not killing yourself over, you know, a pair of Manolos, which I also love, but not comfortable. Right. Um, not going to carry you in every situation. Right. So that's right. perfect. 
Exactly. So I want to know more. I know you have a style studio for people that want to get into the styling world and learn more about the industry, how to, you know, learn the trade and the practices. So uh, let's hear a little bit more about that. Sure. So I started a stylist training program called the Stylist Studio. The website is stylist-studio.com. And the goal is to be able to train someone in a weekend in everything they need to know about the personal styling business. So by the end of the weekend, you basically know um, this is how I talk to a client. This is how I actually start and run my business. Um, this is how I shop for people. This is how I handle the money parts. Um, everything they need to know and a lot of the stuff that it took me many, many years to learn myself and a lot of the lessons that I've learned along the way. And in one weekend, they will have a much better idea. <laughs> Yeah. than I did when I was starting my own business. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, that's just an introduction. Then we also offer intensives on the different parts of the styling process, like editing the wardrobe and taking people shopping and creating outfits for them. Because, you know, of course, you're not going to learn everything in a weekend, but you will get the introduction to everything that you need to know. Mm -hmm. I think that's so smart. I think I hear a lot about how people, maybe they're complimented by their personal style, they're interested in the industry, um, they're creative, but then it's sort of what now, how do I turn this into a business? So to be able to have the structure from you and your course of here's the other side of the business piece, because if you're creative, normally you have that one mindset, but to learn how that applies. And then also, I think a lot of people don't realize it's one thing to have great personal style, but then to be able to address each client individually and their style, it's a whole other world, a set of questions, understanding them and their lifestyle and how to shop for them. And you have to almost remove your own style and sense of this is what I'm used to and become involved in their world and help them. Right. No. And that's the biggest difference between somebody with great style and a personal stylist is you have to be able to detach yourself from your own style and get into the client's head and think like the client. And it's a hard skill. And the other thing, which you mentioned about, you know, business to be a personal stylist, um, unless, you know, if you want your own business as opposed to working for somebody else, you have to be good at business and creative. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do both. And there are not a lot of people out there who can do both. Exactly. Right. Because you have to have the sort of side of it where you send the follow-up emails and the invoices are organized and accurate and the client experience from that end, which is so important. It's, it's the professional piece that you need as well. Right. And these days, there's so much credit card fraud. You have to be really careful with people's information. Right. Um, so that's, that's a lot of the job also. Right. They want to trust you and know that you're, okay, this is a professional stylist and um, I feel comfortable opening up my world and my money and my closet to them 
So I think that's really huge. It's also probably challenging and something that you really have to understand is working with people with different price points and budgets because it's easy to go to Barney's and pick out, you know, a couple amazing pieces that you can work into the wardrobe. But if someone's working with a unique low budget, it's more challenging and uh, maybe you have to be more creative. So I think also understanding the whole industry and how to be resourceful is a whole world to understand as well. Definitely. I mean, there's certainly a place for people who only do luxury styling and people who only do budget styling. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who, you know, specialize in that. But for me, the challenge is, you know, every person being different. Mm -hmm. And that's what's fun. And sometimes you're going to Uniqlo and sometimes you're going to Gucci. And that's great. If you really are a true fashion person, you love all of it. Exactly. It is. And and too, like you said, it's um, understanding probably their body types too and what colors work for them. And there's so many levels of digging into what's going to look good on someone and empower them and help them create a wardrobe that is them. Um, that's also easy for them so that like once you walk away, you can trust, okay, they, they now know and understand their style so they can hopefully continue this on their own. Well, this has been really great chatting and for people that want to get in touch with you and hire you, follow your blog, everything, how can they find you? Well, our website is real-life-style.com. Um, that's dash not underscore. <laughs> and uh, you can sign up for our blog on the homepage. Uh, we only send an email out once a week as a newsletter. So even if we post multiple blogs, you only get one email a week of the newsletter. And then if you want to click through to the blog, you can. Um, we also have Instagram, which is Facebook and Instagram is Lonnie Real Life Style. Great. And I'll include all the links in the show notes too. So people can find you that way too. Great. And for the Stylist Studio, um, it's stylist-studio.com. Okay. Amazing. Well, it's been so great chatting. Thank you so much for all the great advice. Thank you so much. Really great episode with Lonnie. I thought she had a lot of great advice around how to create the perfect capsule wardrobe. I know we talked about approaching your corporate job and finding outfits that are appropriate, and it doesn't have to be you know, something creative every day, putting together a whole new look, but instead investing in several pieces, maybe three to five that fit you well, the quality is great and they're appropriate for the workplace. And if you have that core sort of staple idea of what your profile is, you can mix and match tops in with that or accessories. It makes it much easier to dress for the workplace. And also remember, you know, people aren't really that focused on what your daily outfit is, as long as you look professional and put together, you can rewear the same pieces of clothing items over and over in different ways. And people won't really notice. So you don't have to have a full wardrobe of hundreds of pieces, but instead, um, maybe five to 10 great pieces that still look good on you. And same goes for packing and traveling. I think it's really fun to face the challenge every time you go away of how little can you pack. And she shared with us a couple ways to do that is start with maybe one good piece of outerwear, or if you're going somewhere tropical, like one good shoe that you can wear every single day. It looks nice enough for dinner, but also you can wear it to the beach and building around that. So then maybe you have one pair of pants that you can wear multiple times and one jacket for the whole trip that you can wear on the plane. So that's easy. And then 
items that all work well together so that you can switch it up the whole trip. And then you really are just dealing with a couple extra accessories, a couple different tops, and you have the perfect capsule travel wardrobe. So I think it's a fun challenge. Same thing for day-to-day dressing for the workplace. And then from there, you don't really have the pressure, the need to shop a lot. It can be once in a while, something's exciting. You want to try a new top. But if you keep rotating out those staples, then um, you don't really need to worry about too much else. So another great piece of advice that surprised me is that if you're looking for a good everyday, comfortable pair of fashionable shoes to try the brand Clark's. And this is something that in the past has sort of been associated with like corporate or just um, working girl shoes that I used to wear the one time I was a cocktail waitress on a yacht. But then now I guess they have really good styles and they're really comfortable. And I know for me, um, a lot of the shoes that carried me through different corporate jobs was Stuart Weitzman. They have really good styles that are also comfortable and you can find them at like DSW and really affordable places. So a couple different tips there for just if you're looking for that one pair of shoes you can invest in. So really great chatting with her. You know, she also had a lot of good information about people who are considering going into the styling industry and what that really means. Um, It's not just enough to have your own sense of personal style, but you really need to be ready to learn the business side of it and also understand different client needs that may be completely opposite from what you're used to, where you are used to shopping and the body type you dress for. So just being ready to understand that world. And she offers a great weekend course that's um, a good intro for all of the basics that you'll need to know. And so if you're interested, check it out at the website that she included. And again, going back to the app Stellaire that we hope you're all enjoying, this app does something similar in terms of creating a capsule wardrobe in that when you first upload your items, we ask you to reevaluate when's the last time you wore this? Has it been within six months? Does it still fit? Does the quality look good? All things we talked about on the show today. And then if the answer is yes to all of those, and if you love it and um, you don't have anything similar. So if you have five black t-shirts, let's pick your top two that look good, fit well. And then upload them to the app. And then the app will rotate out those core pieces with other items in your closet so that you can find 10 ways to wear the same jacket or, you know, five different outfits that are appropriate for the workplace within the 20 items you uploaded. So it's really fun. It's a great way to reevaluate what's in your wardrobe. And maybe, you know, it's a step one before going out and shopping for something new, because like Lani said, there's so much in your wardrobe already that you can rework in different ways. And so to start there. So I hope you enjoyed. I did. It was really fun. And we will chat soon. <laughs> 